This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. I'm your host, Baro, aka Vertigo, and I'm, today I'm here with the artist, Tamani. How are you doing, man? I am doing good. How are you? Good, good. It's uh, it's a Friday over here, and um, just wrapping up my, my workday over here. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier, but um, you know, now you're going back to work, um, you know, teaching at a school. Um, so for how long were you, I guess, teaching from from home? Um, honestly, not that long. Everything was this this continuation, kind of built 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 on one, like built on top of one another. So it it was it was very interesting. Um, but to answer your question, I think we only did it for about a week and then everything else was like, all righty. So that was a fun week. We're not going to do that. Back to the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. I mean, hopefully everything starts to go back to normal soon, but uh, it's a wild, wild time. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, why don't, why don't we start from the very beginning? Um, can you tell us, you know, where you're from, how you got started in music? Just, you know, your whole backstory. Yeah, sure. Um, so like Barrow said, my name is Tamani. I am a 23-year-old singer, songwriter, and music producer from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I got started in music at a very early age. Uh, it was something that I didn't want to do at first. I was very reluctant on doing it just because I come from a very artistic family and everybody's like, oh my goodness, like you can sing, this is something that you should do. And it's like, I, I, I was very stubborn in that regard. And, you know, once I got older, I started to just really lean into that process and, you know, see what that was like for me and, you know, what, what I could craft out of that. So I think around 13, 13, 14, I really started taking everything uh, very seriously and just really started honing my craft and my skill. And there is a nonprofit uh, youth arts organization in Cincinnati called Elements. And I remember after begging my mom for a week to take me, I was like, mom, I think this place is really cool. I would love to check it out. Um, you know, she took me and from there, you know, I met my manager, uh, Mr. Chris Powell and you know, it's it's kind of been history from there for me. Um, like I, I I met Chris, and then you know he took what I had, and then he just really helped me zero in and hone in on my skills even more. I still remember the first you know conversation that I had with Chris. Uh, he was like, "So what do you want to do?" And I looked at him and I said, "Man, you know what? I want to do it all." And Chris was like, okay, cool. Dude, I kid you not. 
he was like, let me get your email. I'm about to send you a track. He sends me a track, right? And I write to it. It was the first song that I that I wrote that I did not produce. And the track was something that was passed over by Dr. Dre. And <laughs> like, just out of the gate, my manager was like, oh, so you want to do it all? Cool, bet, start writing. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, well, how long do I have? He was like, oh, you got till tomorrow. I was like, what? Yeah. And so I was literally in the hot seat and Lo and behold, I I came up with something that night. I went into the studio the next day and I started the recording process for that record. Um, I actually think I may have it somewhere, but you know, from there that, that opened the door for me to start writing, uh, you know, for other people that were there, um, I got to write for um, my label mate at the time, uh, Tyshawn Copewit, um, who who um, was a part of the New Wave. Um, um, I forget, it's called the New Wave. I believe it's called Talent Competition over in Europe. Um, and then he was also on um, The Voice um, last season as well. And so, you know, I started writing for him. I started writing for um, a few others. And you know, it just kind of, just kind of, just taking a life on its own from, you know, that humble beginning. And <laughs> yeah, that's kind of who I'm, you know, who I am in a very short story kind of format. That's awesome. So, how did you get into music in the first place? Like, did you play uh, instruments as a child? Um, you know, how did you how did you get into it? Yeah, like I said, I, I, I grew up in a very artistic family, so it was something that was always around me. Uh, and th that is the best way I can explain it. It's like it was always there. So it wasn't something that I, you know, had to stumble into. It's just something that, you know, was always in front of me my, my whole entire life. But I honestly started out as a typical like preacher kid slash church kid, but I was that one kid that if you sat me in front of an instrument, like it, there's no telling what I was gonna do. <laughs> and so it just having that background kind of, you know, it, it definitely played a pivotal role in the, in the stuff that I did after that on up till now, so. Sure, and did you get a lot of support from your family to pursue music or were they a little hesitant? Oh yeah, like the the support was there from from day one from my parents, um, and so like it was it, it wasn't one of those things that they were hesitant on. They were like, okay, we got you. Like we're going to help invest into what we clearly see is not only just your passion, um, but your calling. And so you know they've been very supportive especially like in the early years just like traveling with me especially my mom like just traveling with me uh going to you know different shows with me making sure I had you know what I needed um and just making sure that everything on that end during that time was you know taken care of and so it yeah just yeah they my parents are awesome <laughs> it definitely helps yeah I mean it's I'm always curious to see like uh 
you know, how people get started in music in the first place. Uh, like for myself, I was kind of forced to take piano lessons from a super young age and hated it, but then ended up loving doing music. Um, and some people, you know, they get into it on their own. I, I have an artist I'm working with who didn't pick up an instrument until he was 30 or start writing music. So like, it's just all over the place. It's funny, like, you know, everyone has their own um, story of how they get into it. And it, I just find it interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And, you know, that, that, that what you just said, you know, that you have mm -hmm. an artist that you're working with that, you know, that didn't start until they're, you know, in their 30s, which, you know, a lot of people, they kind of put this, you know, time stamp on being in this industry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, like I have to, I have to make it by the time I'm, I'm 30 or I'm hanging it up. And I'm just like, no, that could be your beginning. Like, don't, like, don't stop before you really have a chance to start. Like, don't let your age be a factor in, like, in your growth and in your development. Cause I go, that could be just when you start, mm -hmm. like, don't compare your day one to somebody else's day 45. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if you do that, you're just putting self-imposed limitations on yourself that are just going to kind of sit in your mind, you know, like in the back of it for, for no real yeah. reason. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. But um, so how would you uh, describe the sound of the music you make? Mm, how would I describe the, I know, uh, question. <laughs> you're asking a tough question now. The other ones are easy. That's a hard hitting interview. Woo! Very hard hitting. I feel like I'm on the breakfast club. <laughs> no, uh, the the style of my the style of my music um, it definitely has changed over the years. Um, right now, I would definitely say I'm more. I'm definitely more in that post Malone, um, Ariana Grande type R and B pop lane, for the simple fact of just just the way that I write and just the way that I structure my vocal arrangements and my production like that's where I that's where I sonically find myself gotcha um have you always been into like um this kind of music or have you kind of floated from different genres or you know grew up listening to different types of music or has this always been kind of uh your lane um As I got older, it, it it became more of my lane. But um, just growing up and even like starting out, like I was everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was everywhere and still to some degree, I am very much like that because even though we put, you know, music in these boxes, like to me, there is no genre. It's just music. It's what captures my soul's attention and what makes it dance or what makes it think what makes it hope again and so for me it's about those songs that are able to do that for me there is no set genre <laughs> mm -hmm. gotcha um and you know what uh what drew you to want to pursue this as like a as a full-time career just honestly the the passion that I have for music in general um, is what made me really look at, you know, making this a full-time career. But then it wasn't until I got into 
like mixing to where I was like, oh snap, there's another side of this that is just super fun and also challenging at the same time. So it's like those two worlds colliding, um, those two worlds colliding naturally just made me go, okay, I, I wanna do this for the rest of my life. And if I'm not, you know, writing or producing for myself or others, then you can find me mixing records basically. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the release you had um, towards the end of last year. Uh, can you yeah. tell us uh, the name of it um, and, you know, how it came to be and, and, you know, any fun details about it? Yeah, so uh, the single that I released uh, towards the tail end of last year, it's called Girls Like to Party. And to answer your second question, how that came about is, um, it was a song that I originally wrote and was pitching for Chris Brown because he um, put the word out that, hey, I'm looking for some new music for my upcoming project. And it was, I think, one of five that I sent in. And I sent that in and, you know, some time goes by and we don't hear anything from him or, him or his camp. And so we're just kind of sitting there going, all right, cool, sweet. And so it's just like that, that all too familiar waiting game. And, you know, once we got the word that, you know, he's not gonna use that particular record, we were like, okay, cool. Let's take it back to the drawing board. Let's find a way to flip it from what it was to let's make this into a record that we can get people dancing with. And um, third, going into your third question, a fun fact about this song is that this song is actually dealing with a breakup. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the song is actually dealing with a breakup. Uh, shout out to my ex because, girl, you're making me money. What a <laughs> Wherever you at, stay right there. My number's changed. Don't call. <laughs> but uh, it's just basically talking about what I was dealing with, you know, during that time with her. You know, the song opens up, girls like you, I know they like to party, which basically was my code word for like, yo, you're just out here on some stuff. Like you're just out here playing games. And so it's like, I chose specific words when writing that to, I, I don't wanna say just kind of like master situation, but it was a way for me to talk about it at that time without people knowing that I was specifically speaking about who I was with at the time, because even though it wasn't the best, I still didn't want people to look at her in a negative light. Like, I still wanted there, I, like, I still wanted to write about what I was going through and what I was experiencing and the stuff that I was walking through being in a relationship with her, but I still wanted to honor her in a way to where I could talk about it, but still honor her and not, you know, badmouth her at the same time while being true to what I was walking through, if that makes sense. I think it does make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it's always interesting how you can take something and, you know, put it in a different kind of wrapper and it, 
Meaning like you can take a, a song that has like a, the lyrics might be about one thing, but the music makes it sound like it's something totally different and you put it together um, and it just changes the whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as we got the, the record back from Chris, Chris's team and they, they wasn't going to use it. We're like, like we, we need to flip this one because it sounded like too much of a Chris Brown record. Um, secondly, because I was like, let's let's just change the feel of it. Let's give this something completely different, but let's make the message a little bit more concentrated and intentional. And the reason why I say that is because there's a second verse that nobody else will ever be able to hear unless I talk myself into releasing that version. Actually, I need to talk to it over with my team first. But <laughs> I was like, yo, if we're doing it this way, let's make the song more concentrated. So it skips that second verse and it goes straight into what is now the breakdown slash bridge of the song, which is right smack in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're also breaking some songwriting rules at the same time. That's really interesting. Um, so let's yeah. talk a little bit about the songwriting. How um how do you tend to to write your songs? Does it start with a melody, a lyric idea? Do you write to a track? Like walk us through what tends to work for you. Yeah. So uh, I I start by creating the track, right? And once I create the track, um, you know I'll I'll just start humming different melodies, or I will just start you know singing the first thing that comes to mind. And the girls like you, I know they like to party. Like that was the third line I came up with because I already knew in my mind of what I wanted to talk about. But again, it was just finding a way that honored her, but still stayed true to the situation that I was in. And so it just kind of built upon that and you know, I, I I don't write anything down. Like I don't physically write anything. Like I write everything in my head. I'm like Jay-Z when I write, like it's just there. And, you know, I, I literally take it line by line and I <laughs> step back and eventually there's this whole story that's there. And so it seems simple, me saying it out loud, but the the, the process is very chaotic in nature. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically how I write. You know, I, I, I sit there with a track and I might be able to write something that day or I might leave the track alone for a month, two months, maybe a year. Um, and then whatever melody, vocal melody sticks, you know, I will, you know, find a place in my life or something in my life that I'm walking through. And I'm like, okay, is this something that hurts? Yep, all right, let's write about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, th- so is there a lot of editing that goes into your lyric writing? Like, I, I know like for Jay-Z, when he goes into the, the booth, he kind of he edits as he goes and records as he goes. Um, do you let a lot of ideas come out and then like edit them down into the song or do you keep going until you get the final and then, and then that's it? Uh, no, I, I, I'm very much like Jay-Z, like I edit myself as I go and as I record, uh, especially since I record line by line. Mm. Um, it gives me the ability to, like I said, edit myself as I'm going along. So that way, by the end of it, there's 
not much editing to be done, at least in that aspect. Gotcha. And how long does that take? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it varies. It varies. Sometimes I'm tracking vocals, like lead vocals, background vocals and arrangements. Sometimes I'm able to do that within an hour, maybe two hours. Um, other times it may take a day. It may take a, it may take a month. It just the, it just depends. It, mm-hmm. it honestly just depends. Yeah. I guess like when the inspiration hits you or when the ideas are there and they're, you're in a good flow state, you can take a lot quicker. Uh, the reason I yeah. ask is I've been working on like my own songwriting chops. I'm, I'm mainly a producer, but um, I've been trying mm-hmm. to just develop my songwriting chops just so I can be a, you know, more, more useful in, in a session. Yeah. And, and man, sometimes it takes fucking forever to come oh, up with yeah. something <laughs> and not even something good, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. I, I have those days. I definitely have those days. <laughs> um, that's cool. So so you you start with the track that you build yourself. Um, so when you're building a track, do you um, do you usually have like a like a feel or a vibe you're going for from the start, or is it um, do you kind of just you know, get going and then see what happens and then and then write something that kind of fits the, the mood of what you came up with. I, I definitely have a vibe that I have in mind going in. Like a lot, like a lot of what you hear from me has been like pre-planned in my mind for a while. And it's just finding the right sounds for me to actually execute that and bring to life what I'm hearing in my head. Um, So, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, just locking in that vibe. And then, you know, once I lock in the vibe, just letting, just letting the song speak (laughs) and just flowing with that. Very cool. Um, So, um, so this one was originally sent out for, for Chris Brown. I guess that went through your, your management to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've had some stuff sent out to major artists, and it's nice that they gave you an answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know, most times it's like, y'all are y'all use no, y'all, y'all could have let me know because I was you know waiting patiently. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and um, when I when I have sent stuff out to um, it was to another major artist like. The, uh, the folks that kind of set it up, they were like, hey, like the chances of this, like don't get your hopes up. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you're sending stuff with like Max Martin and all like and Ryan Tedder and like the big guys. So like, don't don't get your hopes up. And even if something does happen, like it's not going to be the a great deal for you. You're, it's probably going to get super diluted. So just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think it's good to get those, you know, take advantage of those opportunities at the very least, just to get your name out there, you know, so that they have yeah, you on your for radar. Sure. For sure, for sure. Um, do you do you find yourself writing for other artists often, or does it just like when the opportunity comes up, or if you have a song that you think would fit somebody's, uh, you know, for somebody else? Uh it's 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 funny you ask that, um, because I'm always writing with other than mine before I think about myself. Mm-hmm. So even if I know it's something in the back of my mind that could work for me, I'm already thinking like, oh, hey, who, who could I place this on? Oh, hey, who, who could I give this uh, record to? Um, 
but then I do have those occasions where I'm very stubborn and I want to keep it for myself. <laughs> but it's like I, I I find myself writing for others more than I do myself. Like there is a there there's there's a funness and a and a spark of creativity um, that you get to do when you're doing that, especially if you're the same one tracking the um, reference vocals. Um, like you get to fully step into that artist world for those few moments um, and write from their perspective, which is so cool. Um, so yeah, it's, for me, it's kind of like another way to put on a costume like a big kid and play pretend for a little bit and then come back to reality. That's a good idea. I'll have to try something like that when I when I practice my own songwriting. It's funny, like these interviews I've been doing, um, you know, so far this year, I'm like asking everybody how they do their writing just so I can like steal their tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing is totally selfish. Uh, it's I mean, selfish. still away, man, still away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so did you have like the whole song like kind of done when you sent it out? Um, to pitch or did you wait for a response and then when you decided to release it yourself did you then go in and like kind of polish everything up uh, meaning like oh. um, was the song done already um, before mm -hmm. you decided to release it yeah the 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 song was well I'll put it like this there was a iteration of the song done because how you hear it now um with the with the with just like the Afrobeat uh, reggaeton vibe, wasn't the original vibe. It was more R&B. Uh, and so that R&B version was fully fleshed out and done um, just based off of what I was hearing Chris do already. So that version is completely, like that version is done. And then once it came to releasing it for myself, like we used some elements from the R&B version, like we still have like the, which I know people won't be able to hear it, but it's like the the pad that was used for the R&B version along with the, um, I believe it is the, 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 the Reese bass that's used in the, um, in the R&B version of Girls Like the Party. Those are the only two elements that we kept. Everything else was built up from scratch. Gotcha. Um, and was that like a, uh, I mean, obviously it was like a conscious decision, but um, mm -hmm. I mean, is that like um, more in line with the rest of the music that you have, you know, that, that's come out and, and you're planning to release as well? Yeah, yeah. It definitely marks the shift into, you know, what you're going to be hearing from me next. Um, just as far as quality wise and just, the journey that I want to take everybody on because for me it's about the journey and just making sure that I have the right you know soundtrack you know with the music to go along with that so this is this is definitely the mark and the start of a new era <laughs> but before I do that I'm definitely cleaning out the vault because I know I've been promising people a lot of music but when I do it normally ends up getting pitch to other people so <laughs> I'm clearing the vault before we before we continue any further though now you know is this the first release you've put out or do you have other music out as well before this um no I I, 
I have, yeah, I, I have other music out before this, but like I was saying before, you know, this Girls Like to Party really does mark a new era for me. Um, but, you know, like there's, there's, there's definitely other projects that people can check out just to not only listen to the previous body of work that's there, but then to also get the full story that Girls Like to Party party is just a piece of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, when you say it's like the uh, the start of a new era, like, w- w- can you describe what you mean by that? It, like, uh, is it a, you're shifting genres or, or what? Uh, I, I don't want to say shifting, shifting genres, really. Um, even though I'm definitely leaning into different things. But for me, it's just a shift in my mindset and my music is marking that. Like it's the outward expression of that. So it's me becoming more comfortable with being an artist. It's me becoming more comfortable as a songwriter, as a producer, um, and even as a mix engineer at times. Um, And it's just me marking, me just being comfortable in what I'm created to do and just owning that lane that I'm supposed to be working in. So that's what this whole thing marks. Gotcha. Um, yeah, well, I mean, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, you know, considering that it, this is the start of a, a new era, as you're saying, what's um, what's coming up down the road for you? Um, mm-hmm. What's coming What's coming down the road for me, uh, there's, there's definitely quite a few things come down the road. Um, of course, more music, but there's other things that I want to, you know, venture into. Um, the The main thing is just really, really film, honestly. Um, it's something that I've always had a secret passion for, like being in front of the camera. Um, and not just acting a fool, but acting. <laughs> um, so that that's definitely a secret passion of mine. And, you know, something that I'm, hoping to do something, whether it's big or small, just something to scratch that itch and to, you know, stretch myself. Um, but like, a, yeah, on the, on the music side, definitely more music, um, definitely some visuals to accompany that. And yeah, I'm just excited for, you know, what this new era holds and how everything is going to take place. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a rush. I, I'm I'm 23, but I still have the world ahead of me, so there there is no rush. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, you had mentioned that you you know teamed up with uh, with management for yourself. Uh, a lot of the indie artists that I talk to, uh, that's often something that they um, you know are curious about. Like, do I need management? How do I get a manager? Like, what what does a manager do? Um, can you tell a little bit about you know how you got linked up with um, with the folks you're working with and, and how that's been going? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so like I said before, when I uh, when I started going to Elements, um, literally my first day, <laughs> um, I remember walking up to the second studio that we had at that, that location at the time, and Chris was sitting in a chair. And it was also the same day that he was like, hey, let me get your email. Um, I'm going to send you this track. And yeah, I want you to write to it, come back tomorrow, you're gonna start cutting vocals. And so that was the start of it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, a lot of people, especially indie artists, is like, you know, I want a manager because then in my mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like legit, like I'm going to put out the best stuff and, and I'm going to find them. Like, no, they, they find you. <laughs> or you just happen to walk in the studio. <laughs> but um, literally, yeah, like it, it was one of those things where the timing was right, but it wasn't until I was around 18 to where we really made everything official and, you know, we signing paperwork and letting, you know, ink dry on the contract because during those first few years, man, you know, it was all about artist development, which I really feel is a lost art in this generation of artists is like, you're not really given the tools on how to really just even on the show side, just really how to think about a show from start to finish, right? Yeah. Or to think about a record from start to finish, not to just capture a vibe, but like, what are you really saying? What are you really offering that is different from somebody else that's doing the same thing as you in the same genre, right? So those first few years, it was it was all about development. It was all about learning. It was all about getting your reps in. Um, and the main thing Chris really helps me out with um, is the day-to-day business stuff and seeing the goals and seeing the markers that I'm trying to hit and helping me navigate through this industry the best way. And so it's it's kind of like being a captain of a ship, right? Like you, you have the you have the captain that's at the helm, but then you have the quartermaster who's able to go out and see ahead of you to see the direction and guide you safely through those waters. Like that's what a manager does. And um, I think I know the answer, but I mean, do you think that you would have been able to do all of this on your own, or has the guidance really? Been able to help you accelerate at a faster pace than you would have been able to by yourself oh yeah I, I i can say without a doubt i would not be able to do this by myself and i i just want to break that that stigma that a lot of independent artists have like yo hey i gotta do this by myself i'm self-made like no it takes a team it takes a team of solid people that's been where you are to get you where you want to go. Like, I'm I'm honestly so thankful for Chris because he's been where I want to go, like, more times than I can count. So even though I'm the one, I'm like, hey, Chris, this is the stuff that I want to get done. This is all the goals that I have. Like, I trust his guidance because he's been there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you you would get a lot of people that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, so-and-so my manager, but that's your homie that's been doing the same thing as you that don't know anything about the business. Yeah. So it's So it's like you need people that literally... This, this this, is why I'm telling people now, like when Clubhouse opens, I know I'm just taking a complete turn, but when Clubhouse like opens from their beta, I like, I, I kid you not, jump in, jump in because the amount of information that literally goes throughout those rooms and the people that you connect with, that is so valuable. 
<laughs> but back to what I'm saying, like I, I wouldn't have been able to do this alone because there are no successful islands. There, there are no successful islands in any facet of business or any place in entertainment. Like you need a solid team that one will tell you no and that can help guide you through this stuff. Like if I, if I was doing this by myself, I would be somewhere stressed out, so confused and trying to follow the example of success that I've seen other people set and lose what uniquely makes me me, if that was the route that I chose to take. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad I didn't. Uh, you know, you, you brought up uh, Clubhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just joined it as well. Is it, what, what do you think of it? I, have, I haven't really used it yet, but is, there's, is there a lot of value in it? Yeah, there there is, there is, so much value in that. Um, there's a there's a there's a there's a group in particular, man, that I would love to invite you to. It's called the 808 Wave, um, and they have people in there from you know Edward, um, yeah, Edward Dawkins from Dawkins and Dawkins, who they they've worked with R&B heavy hitters like Tank, Aaliyah, um, some gospel heavyweights like Marvin Sapp. Um, Justin B, like Omarion, like the list goes on and on and on. And to be able to sit in a room with, you know, the, the founders of Dawkins and Dawkins, and then also to have like industry, like, um, what well, they call them different things, but one of them was like, it's just like an industry connect room. And like, you know, people like Eric Bellinger are in a room or like songwriters connect where, you know, these different writers are in a room that have pinned some of your favorite hits. And it's like myself as a writer and producer, I find myself in those rooms literally throughout the day because I want to still learn as much as I can because this industry is always shifting. And so it's just to make sure that I'm as sharp as I can be and that I'm at the leading edge with the rest of my peers. So to answer your question, that, that that platform gives you so much valuable information and you get it from the source directly without having PR, you know, creating a buffer, without, you know, these buffers that you normally have with it, like in interviews, like, mm-hmm. like we can touch on these, but let's not touch on this. And like, you, they're like, yo, hey, we're, we're human, just like you guys. And, you know, what we've learned we want to pass on to the next generation so you don't have to walk through what we did. Like it gets real <laughs> and it gets real very quickly. Yeah, I've spent more time with it. I mean, it's just like these rooms where people are just having conversations. Yeah, it's it's, it's honest and unfiltered conversation, hmm. which I, I, that's something I'm a big fan of like even in my own like personal friend groups we have a saying that we borrowed from um i got by the name of pastor mike todd which is saying that he used often which is hot which stands for you know humble open and transparent like in my friend groups we're like hey this this is the this is the tone that we're going to set for this group like we're we're gonna be humble, we're gonna be open, we're gonna be transparent, but we're also gonna hold you accountable. And just to see that take place in a thing like Clubhouse, like watching people get connected, and you know they're 
next thing you know, people are working on features. Next thing you know, they're they're writing on records together. And so, like as an artist, as a producer, as anybody in the field of arts entertainment, like that that platform is so valuable. I think you sold me. I'm gonna have to spend a little more time with it. I, I got an invite from uh, another artist of mine, and uh, you know, signed up and everything, but I don't think I've opened it since. I mean, I just opened yeah. it to add you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, trust yeah, me. I'll have to check it out some more. Spend some time with it. Yeah, man. Trust me. You will find yourself like in there going, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> and like, there's even stuff that like I will literally like be taking notes. Like that is my class. <laughs> like, um, like even when it comes to like the mixing and mastering side, like I just saw like an hour ago, like there was a room with uh, Mike Tucci, uh, Baines, who mixes for. Uh, um, Young Thug and then TVO who's Chris Brown's uh, engineer like they were having a room um, with a couple other engineers and they like they they do this thing probably like every day or every other day to where it's like an open form <laughs> and it's like you can find like you can find like what really went into like the thought process of a lot of like your favorite records and why certain choices were made from a mixing or production aspect. <laughs> and so it's like, like just, like just to have that, you know, in your back pocket, especially like if you go with these rooms into these rooms with an open mind and I'm not a note taker, but this forces me to take notes. <laughs> like, like it forces me to take notes and I've honestly just seen myself level up to another level of quality. My, my ears a little bit sharper, my, my, my pen's a little bit stronger because of that, you know? That's really cool. I'm gonna have to check it out some more. Yeah, I feel like I learned as I learned a ton of stuff just from doing these interviews with 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 the artists. Um, well, but yeah, very cool. I, I don't want to uh, spend too much time talking about Clubhouse, I guess. Um, but you know, regarding you know what you have going on, what what does the uh, the future look like for you? Like, what does the next you know month, six months, or or the rest of twenty twenty one look like for you? Yeah. Um... Well, I'm hoping uh, 2021 will be gracious to where we can start putting on shows of some caliber. Um, of course, getting the video out for Girls Like to Party for everybody to see, uh, which I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, just, you know, music, just music, just a constant output of music this year. I can... I can definitely say that and I'm excited for it, so. That's very cool, man. Like, um, you know, we, we we just met, you know, when I put up a post about, you know, looking for artists for this, but I'm definitely gonna check out the rest of your music um, and, and follow you for sure. Um, speaking of, where can other people go to follow you um, and where do you spend the most time? Um, is it, you know, Instagram or Clubhouse or Facebook? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, spending a lot of my time on Instagram, you know, interacting with people. Um, and you can actually find me on Instagram at Tamani, T-E-M-A-N-I. 
underscore music. Um, again, that's Tamani, T-E-M-A-N-I underscore music. And yeah, I'm, I'm heavily active on there and, you know, just trying to, you know, connect with my peeps, you know, connect with my fam. I really don't call my fans my fans, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're family. And so, you know, I try to interact with them as best as possible. Very cool. Well, I'll put, um, I'll put all the links to listen to your music, uh, to follow you on all your social media platforms uh, in the show notes for this. So if anyone that's listening, you know, I would recommend you do it, but go in and follow you everywhere. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think this is probably a good place to wrap up. Um, is there, you know, anything else you'd like to uh, maybe promote or, or, or mention before we, before we call it? Uh, no, I, I just want to say thank you so much for having having me man it's definitely been an honor and just so much fun being able to you know talk with you man of course man I mean you know the, the pleasure is all mine like I just said earlier like I learned so much shit from you guys that it's uh feel a little guilty of uh, putting these on and just siphoning information from everybody uh, but yeah I'm, I'm happy to help you know I love hearing the stories and uh music <laughs> is dope so I'm also that's why I'm here <laughs> Yeah, right, cool, well, hey, but that's why I'm here. Just so, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, cool, man. Thank you again for doing this. Um, I'll keep you posted when this comes out, and um, and thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome, and thank you. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page www.vertigomusic. That's v-r-t-i-g-o music.com forward slash podcast and make sure to follow and subscribe to us on youtube and apple Podcasts. thanks and see you soon